funny. We were talking during the break about how this business so many years go by, right? And this, uh, we're talking about this great actor, Bobby Giuliano, that we all worked with. And I ended up running into him a few days ago at our friend William's Graveden premiere. And you ended up working with him years ago as, as yeah, well, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it was a short film. I, again, I don't remember the name of the film. Um, Russian guy from Brighton Beach. And he played the doctor. It was all about like drugs and oh, these people ODing and stuff. And that's the first time I seen him. Like I knew of him. Sure. And then um, I, I happened to, because I watched the first two episodes of Gravesend. So I, I said, oh, that guy looks familiar. That's him, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was with his, Bobby was the main bad guy in a pilot I did like 12 years ago. So crazy, he walked in the door. I said, oh, I was on Bobby. We haven't seen him in 12 years. That's you know, it's crazy. And he goes, well, how long ago was that? A few years ago? I said, Bobby, it's 12 years ago. And he just ended up watching it. You know, we shot those on the uh, the, the 5Ds, right. the 7Ds right. and everything. Yeah, yeah. So great project. But again, you know, you don't know enough about getting things sold correctly right. at the yeah. time. What do you know? I wish I knew about distribution, what I do now. Yeah. It could have been a different story. Tarantino. Yeah. I think he was talking about it. He's like, just do it. He's like, yeah, yeah. don't worry about it. I'm shooting with the red. I'm just, he goes, just get the thing done. He goes, like, you know, because it's all about, and we were talking about this earlier, it's storyline. Yeah. It's the story. It's the characters. It's the great acting. It's the great writing. The lighting is good, the sound is good, and you have a, a nice camera, then it's going to look that, then the production should look that much better. And at the end of the day, you want, you don't want people to fall out of the film because they're like, wow, something doesn't look right. They yeah. may not understand what doesn't look right, but as soon as they see something or feel something that's not right, they're taken out of the whole film. You know, subconscious takes you out of it. Yeah. You know? And then, you, then you're screwed. So what's incredible though is think about, you know, things that we talked about the Canon XL1, which is a great camera back in the day. And, but nowadays, you have things like you know, the C70, the C300, these cameras that are, I finished the C70, cameras that are somewhat affordable yeah. for people to buy or rent. Right. And now you have these tools that could be used. Things like, again, that you should use it all the time, but I think it's a beautiful thing. Things like autofocus, all this stuff, you can come in there and imagine if you're a one-man band shooting like we used to shoot and you don't have this like team around you and focus puller. Oh, yeah. If you want to be a storyteller and you're an up-and-coming filmmaker, the technology now, though, that you don't need it has just opened so many more doors where right. before you could make a complex shot you can get on a steady cam yeah. and have autofocus work for you it's incredible now i mean Listen, it's, that's what you know i mean for me specifically you know as i got older you know i can't you know the eyes tend to go a little bit and i'll be walking around so yes to me autofocus and i have the c70 beautiful camera yes you know um i wanted to get the uh fx6 but you know during the pandemic as nothing was available but now I may eventually actually go to that FX3, which is oh, just read, as they, good. Yeah, yeah. The FX3 is unbelievable. Yeah, I know yeah. it doesn't have the end and the filters, but you know what? That camera, but the auto, I mean, you, it's incredible. You could run into the camera yeah. and still stay in focus without having to worry about focus pullers. And a lot of times we are a one man show. Sure. Well, we want to keep the budget down, you know, if we're trying to do these short, you know, little films that just. I don't, I don't mean little films, but we're trying to just keep the amount of money that we're spending. Well, think about minimum. it. Yeah. It's the, we lived in the best of times as well as the worst of times. So we have the technology. We have the ability to have our films in 60 plus territories around the world. Yeah. Right. And that's fantastic. Right. But then where's the payout for that? Right. That's the whole the, the hard part. We, yeah. oh, at the end of the day, it's still a business and we still need to make money for ourselves in order to pay the bills, you know, because... Yeah, this is what we love to do. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to have to do other things to earn money. So that's why, again, I started shooting 
directing, writing, because if I can make money, not just with acting, maybe it will be enough to survive and lucky enough. And stay in the I've same been in that industry. position for the last 25 years. And I thank God for that. And, uh, and hopefully it will continue. No, no absolutely. And it's, a, you know, and again, we have to thank companies like Sony that are creating these new cameras where you can do that. I mean, yeah. you couldn't think about years ago creating films that look so cinematic, beautiful oh. on the budgets that you can do it on. Yeah, I mean, look, the FX3, yeah. that camera is incredible. What yeah. they did with that, they opened the doors. You can essentially be a one-man band. Yeah. Shoot something that's cinematic. You have autofocus, the stabilization, the Sony lenses now. You're getting 1.8 lenses right. that you got autofocus no, on a... plus stabilization inside of it. That's right. in, I mean, you could basically yeah. shoot in the dark with that camera too because the yeah. low light, the low light capabilities, capabilities are insane. Get out of here. I mean, that, that, especially now if you're a documentary style oh, filmmaker, great. that as a no-brainer. I mean, they're like what? A, uh, I mean, you could turn that uh, ISO up to like what? Hundreds, 102,000. Yeah, 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 some ridiculous yeah, stuff like 12,000. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You that's know. the second. There's like different, the different right. uh, stops in it, and, uh, and they're and they're 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 color science. The S log is not really good. Oh, no, it's great. It's, it's phenomenal. I mean, the Venice is a gorgeous camera. They're super yeah. high end one, but yeah. you know the FX3, the FX6, the FX9, they all yeah. look really good. I mean, yeah. Sony yeah. used to kind of have a little bit of that digital feel back in the day. Yeah. I still love the FS5, the FS7. Those are great cameras. I had that too. The, the FS5. FS5. That was I a fun. That, that was good. That was a great yeah, no, camera. Was a camera too. Yeah. Yeah. They're even more coarse. And the C70 that I have right now also, it's great. It's, the camera is, because the chip in that is also same chip as in a $12,000 camera. Yeah, the, the Mark III. Absolutely. The C300. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'd like to move up to 6K, you know, but the C70 is just amazing. The picture quality is incredible. You can't just color science, too. I think it's cost real really? with anything yeah. really out there. Absolutely. Yeah, and the autofocus is really good on that. Sure. Yeah. You could actually touch the uh, um, the the screen and it'll... Oh, to touch autofocus like that. Autofocus if it's not working fast enough or something like that. See, I love this the speed boosters that you guys have on that camera. Oh, yeah, right. right? So yeah. that was another thing. So in a perfect world, like we all wanted, like a uh, twenty-four to one hundred five. Give me a two point a two point eight. You never have to buy another lens. That's There's it, no. Right? They don't create <laughs> that it. lens. Yeah. So I have the twenty-four to one hundred five. It's a four. But because I have the speed booster on it with the C seven. Yeah. Yeah. It opens up an extra stuff. So I have a 2.8 with that 24 to 105. If you're a single shooter, what else do you need? That, that's, that's your it. kit right there, right? I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. all you need. But you can't, I mean, if you're shooting alone and you know this, you're running around, what a pain it is to keep having to fire out lenses yeah, and right. to get everything going. It's just it's too many things right. that can go wrong. Right. Or even to just set a focus. Like, you know, I know yeah. with, with your cameras, the Black Magics, yeah, yeah, yeah. They look great. But, you know, people don't realize too. You need a few people to run that, you know, yeah. or focus. It takes more time to just shoot with those, those cameras as opposed to like the C70 or, or, or the, uh, you know, the FX3. No, you're absolutely right. People at Black Magic have done a great job. I mean, that Ursa 12K, have you seen that? I mean, yeah, the no, image and the image, it, it looks great. Yeah. But yep. you need a team around. You need a team around you. Plus, fact, I mean, you can shoot 8K in like uh, 240 frames per second. Yeah. I mean, it's insane what you can do with that camera, yeah. but if you have the team. A single operator that gets really heavy too. If you know the bulky cameras, people don't realize how heavy cameras. Are. I used to work for various sport teams in the area, like the, the the Prudential Center, and I would film certain things for them. Those sport cameras, those news ENG style yeah, no, cameras, know, like, right. it's like that, it's like a right. tank on your yeah, shoulder. No, you're trying much. to carry that around for you. No. That's a killer. That's you, not you easy. Strip to do. down the FX3, you hold a little thing like this, and it's yeah. You know, I always say too, like uh, I did another film with a friend of mine, and. Um, you know, a lot of times it was just him and I, and he's the actor. I'm the camera guy. 
Sure. Yeah. I have one light just sitting here and it's just, he's reading a book or something. And it just like some of those shots just look so cinematic. It's like people are just watching what's on the screen. They don't know if you have, you know, campers outside. <laughs> yeah. You know, a 50 people crew and they don't see it. Yeah. When you're on set, you like to have all of that and it looks great. You know, it's like, oh, it's just me and you. But at the end of the day, when you're looking at what's on that screen, that's all that really matters. matters. Everything else just... What was the... There was a Sony for Breaking Point? Breaking Point, we used the FX... uh, FS7 at the time. Yeah, that was Sony. That was a great guy. I think it was their flagship for, like, that too, though. I mean, Sony, their big thing is the Sony Venice. And that's just a phenomenal camera, another level. But that's... Yeah. You're not going to be buying that. No. Or really... Yeah. Or the Alexa, too. I mean, it's funny. You can buy, which still looks amazing... You can go buy used Ari at a or right. at Arama yeah. for like six thousand dollars. It's only right. HD, but you still get that color science. You still get that look. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. But the the new Alexa, you said sixty thousand, seventy thousand dollars for a camera. And I, I think they came out with that. I'm not too familiar with some of the reds, but they they made a lower end red now. It's like off the Yeah, the Komodo. Yeah, Komodo. yeah, very good camera. Yeah. They just made an upgraded version. The Komodo. I think they thought it was going to be a crash camera. You know, like right. a B camera, yes. you put it in a car, yeah. you put it on a, they have a white one too. They're amazing. And now they have it, they've made it bigger so you have more port where it's actually right. easier to work with the workflow. Too, you have to start building them out and you get all these other things and you're yeah. up to 20,000. You become addicted to these rigs. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, you start buying every little they thing. Look great. Yeah. yeah, small rigs does it, tilt it, does it, you have all that, uh, you know, uh, one all of that. Yeah. Listen, especially if you're working for a client and they see that, it's impressive. It's impressive. They got a map box and, you know, it's. Instead, you come in with a little, what's that little thing? Like, you know, little people don't realize. Well, people don't realize, you know, photo lenses have the same glass as cinema lenses. So if you take the Sigma 18 to 35 photo lens, the cinema lens is the same glass. You just have different aspects. It is easier to work with. You know, you have everything that is it's to click and you make sure right. that you could actually hold focus correctly. Yeah. It's designed for a team. Yeah. But the glass still looks similar. But if a client sees the Sigma 18 to 35 photo lens right. that looks like this, yeah. and they see the cinema lens that has all these dials, oh, right. they're going to say, "Why am I paying you for this?" Right. That's a lot but of the it. other thing too is that, and uh, so the, the body of the FX3 and, and these they, they now have five stabilizations in them, and then you put a yeah. lens with stabilization. When you're shooting with cinema lenses, there is no you have nothing. On there's a, no yeah. stabilization in the camera. So yep. it's very rigid. So those little things, you could actually do a walk and talk with, with, without anything. You know, you don't need a steady. It almost looks like a gimbal at this yeah. point. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, if you're pretty steady, yeah, it almost looks like a gimbal. And that, again, that's now not, I don't have to dress the thing up. I don't have to set up for a gimbal because that takes time. Yeah. Time is money. No, you're absolutely right. It's, the technology is caught up so much now where you can do it. I mean, even, even iPhones have gimbals. I mean, it's incredible, right? I mean, it's, it's it's so beautiful that the marketplace has opened up where anybody can really tell their story now right. if they want to. But then, like Chris said, and we talked about a little earlier, now we get to the point where everybody can tell a story, so the value of our story has devalued. Right. I was all going to say that. So that's a, a, it's a, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because now you flood the market with a lot of shit. Yeah. So now you have something good. How are they even going to see that? Yeah. Sure. That's that's the other that's the other problem. Well, and there used to be, you know, it's funny. Not, I'm not. I'm not Calling Eddie's movie shit, but let's say like you know C level movies that used to come out that would go to you know late night HBO before HBO became this you know like you know a lot of those uh, C action movies that you can make a living doing those right in the mid nineties the late eighties oh, yeah. that those are people's bread and butter those type of films mm-hmm. those now everybody's going to Tubi which we're all thankful for Amazon 
But again, like you said, if the market's flooded, how do you make money? I mean, yeah, no, the marketplace has become so convoluted with every film, even good films. There's tons of good films yeah, that come no, out I there. Know, the value of the product has essentially became almost zero, which is kind of a shame. So yeah. for filmmakers, like you said, for us that are still lucky enough to be in this business and make a living doing it, yeah. it's become very difficult like to survive. I don't think you could just do one thing anymore acting, writing, you have to kind of right. be multifaceted yeah. to be able to do a lot. That's that's why I do, you know, several different things because it, it, I can either write a script for somebody, I can direct something. You know, I've even done um, like where I'll do reels for people. Sure, yeah. You know, so yeah. I'll write out a few scenes, I'll direct it, write it for them, shoot it for them, edit it for them. You know, anything to, to earn some money. In the same see. industry that we love. Yeah. Exactly. We're still doing, doing what outside, we love, yeah. which is the uh, ultimate goal. You know, if, if you get to do what you love, then it's, it's not many people get to do that in this yeah. in this world. You know, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, do, do you do you ever? And this is a question we have to ask ourselves. We all took a very risky path in life. A lot of us came from the business world because of anything else. Do you ever sit there? I'm sure a lot of us do. Do we ever sit there one day and wake up sometimes and just go? What the hell was I thinking? Like, I'm you lost. Know, yeah, listen, right. you know, I still say that, you know, why you know, my sister was a, a car, NYPD for 20 years. Sure. You know, it's got the right pension. You know, why didn't they just go tell me? Yeah, but, but I'll speak for both of us. We don't miss Wall Street either. No, that too. I was a stockbroker <laughs> yeah. on Wall Street, you know, for five years. You mm -hmm. know, I got my stockbroker's license and, yeah, he could have made, made a lot of money, lost a lot of money. But I think that when you're an artist, you know, you have to be true to that. You know, Holy. yeah. And, you know, from when I was a kid, I always wanted to act. And, you know, I kind of like buried it because it's your parents. Like, That's not realistic. And, you know, but then, you know, when things didn't go right in the market, I said, you know, when I was at a point where I think I was about 28 and I said, you know what, I, I need to go after my dreams. You know, if I don't now, when will I ever? Exactly. You know, so, uh, you know, here I am 20 some 30 years later. Well, you found two other people that are also doing the same. We're in the same boat, <laughs> yep. so we're all fucked. Well, but yeah, I'm gonna keep rolling. Now I know, but it is one of the beautiful mm -hmm. things when you said, you know, it, it's it's following the dreams. Yeah, and people don't really you, you don't get into this business if you if you're in this just say I want to get rich. It's not the right point. I want you. Star. Yeah, you have to yeah. love it. It's the oh, it's, Listen, there are a lot of people that we probably know that are kind of like that. Don't you know, forget I me when you're famous, Sean. Yeah, I want to be a star. You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. You yeah. know, and I'm like, okay, you know. But you got to do what you love, you know, so that's it. That's what it comes down to. Well, I, mean, I, I just think it's the way that, like, like a perceived value we're talking about. A lot of people perceive, you don't forget me when you're famous. I say that a lot because oh, yeah. people will say that that's the way they perceive it. Yeah. People that are viewing uh, mm -hmm. our films on TV or, or whatever. Yeah. But but it's really, I mean, what are you passionate about? What's your calling? Like, what's your purpose in life? You know, some people may be to be a parent. Some people may be to be filmmakers yeah. where yeah. we sacrifice. Right. We don't have the kids and, and all that. The, you know, the other thing, too, is like it's unfortunate, too, that um, we are in a very competitive business. And, you know, we all know a lot of people. And if everybody just kind of like said, let's all pool out our, our, our talents together. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing something, you're doing, you know, if we could all just kind of get into that and, you know, it would be a lot easier. It's, it's kind of like, you well, know, five people playing the lottery as opposed to one. Well, how about what was the Scorsese, you know? De Niro, Harvey Keitel, right? Yeah. Didn't they all in New York get together and do these smaller films which became bigger yeah. films? They kept working with each other. You see uh, Adam it, Sandler. Yeah, well, his group, yeah. Yeah, same you know, guys. Yeah. You know, I mean, and their talent. Right. 
you know, you, you constantly, you know, having all of these people. So if this works for me, I'll bring you in, you know, as opposed to, well, I, you know, I got to get ahead of the next no, you're you're absolutely right, and and uh, you know we're firm believers in that. You know that you yeah. too. As as you know, we were actually at a film festival last week talking. We didn't have a film in it. Yeah. It was a bar. You guys here, like I, I loved it. Yeah. This is great. You we're guys supporting, supporting it. Yeah. No, if if everybody does good in the indie world, it's good for all of us. Yeah, and we need to show that our films can be out there. We do need to pool resources because the more our films get seen, the more people understand that there is a medium of independent filmmaking the better it is for, for all of us that are out there. We have the yeah. hands-on experience where we some of these young filmmakers we met that they were so wide-eyed and, and open-eared and they wanted to pick our brain about yeah. our experiences with yeah. it. But Absolutely. we were happy to tell them. That, that's a perfect time to end it, I think. Really, God, I, I think it's a pleasure having you. Anytime we're together, it's great. Yeah. Working together a long time, some personal friends. And again, really, John, this is somebody that has been in the business. If you have the pleasure to work with him, Open your ears and just listen. Uh, John knows so much. He has so much knowledge. And he's willing to share it with a lot of people. A lot of people at John's status at his level aren't as open-minded of trying to help the people around them. Really, John, every time we work with you, we see you giving well-thought-out opinions to people that you can really help people do. I appreciate really. that. And I know we're going to be working together again real oh, soon. Yeah, we don't think so. No, we, absolutely. We just talking about that, too. So. so this is great. Thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, God, we appreciate it. Part of it. Thank you. For absolutely. Me. All right. Well, that's good. So we'll All see right. you guys soon. Thank you guys for tuning in again. And uh, we'll see you guys in a couple days.